All right, guys, a toast to this episode of the Modern Grief Podcast. Here we go. Clink, clink, clink. <clears throat> All right, guys, hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Goodies Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor King Miner. On the mic today, I've got my good friend, Michael Ross. Hey, guys, I'm Michael Ross. And I've got my good friend, Chandler. How's it going? Um, okay, so uh, if you haven't seen the other episodes, the last week we talked about, uh, it was a movie review, and we talked about Midsummer along with a lot of other uh, horror movies and uh, just the music industry in general. Um, but for now, it's just a regular episode. I think this is technically the fifth episode that we've recorded, so just going to go right into it. We were talking about some stories that we had had before, uh, so I think we're just going to hop right into that. Uh, so which one do we want to talk about first? We want to talk about the wine one or the wasp one? I want to talk about the wasp one. Okay, go ahead. Who's going first? I'll Got go first. Michael. Okay. So this is something that I'm particularly proud of. Not the preface to the story. So I was playing RuneScape, right? And I was sitting at my computer. And whenever I play any sort of game at 2 p.m. when nobody else is in the house, I like to keep one single lamp on in the room to save electricity and for some reason there was a wasp in the house and it went to this lamp and so i shut it off and the wasp stopped moving and i thought holy shit i can control the wasp with light i turned it on the wasp was active i turned the lamp off the wasp was dormant because the house was dark and i thought god damn i'm gonna go turn on our hallway light to drag the wasp over there so i turned on the hallway light and sure as shit the wasp goes towards the hallway, and I'm like, dude, this is right next to the door. I could get this out without killing it, because in case you didn't know, I am absolutely terrified of wasps. <laughs> they scare the shit out of me. And so I turn on the hallway light. I turn it off when the wasp is in the light, and then I open the door, because there's light outside. And all of a sudden, I see a wasp cross the doorway, and I'm like... No. If you come in here, I will kill myself. And, you know, I guess I psychically communicated with the wasp, the other wasp, wasp number two. And uh, it didn't enter the house. And wasp number one, also through telekinesis, seemed to leave. And so I shut the door. I locked it as though a wasp would know how to unlock my door. And I celebrated by turning on the lights. What a story. <laughs> wasp number two. You should have just named them. Wasp one and wasp two, dude. No. Like, Dr. Seuss, thing one, thing two. Cat in the hat. Wow. Yeah. What was the one, you, what was the part you were going to tell? Whenever we had, like, all those wasps outside on the fucking, <clears throat> on all the railings and shit. When me and John came back from grocery shopping and we were going to, like, throw, just throw a shoe at, like, the nest to, like, knock it down. And... The, it was. It had to be a dual team effort, or someone was just gonna get mauled to death by wasps because <laughs> there was like fifty of them. And John's like trying to throw the shoe at it, and he keeps missing. And he's like down low, like trying to grab it and like throw it underhand. And I'm above him, like with the fly swatter, just like flailing, like as crazy as I could be, like just trying to like defend him. And he like keeps throwing. He's like fuck. Picks up the shoe. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. I'm just over there. I was like, I'm like, just keep going. I'll protect you. And it took like five minutes to knock this fucking wasp nest down. <laughs> and then when we finally did, like, I went back inside and I did the same thing. Like, I locked the door. I was like, they're definitely not getting in now. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. So a couple days later, uh, I had gone outside and I, I was doing something and I, I needed my shoes and so I go to pick it up 
And this was the one time I noticed that there was like wasp nest outside. So I'm kind of like looking around I'm like, damn, there's a lot of fucking wasp nest. And so I pick up my shoe. And when I pick up my shoe, a fucking wasp nest falls out of it. Like oh, yeah, out of the shoe, us. onto the ground. I, I, I thought I was going to have a stroke. I fucking like <laughs> dropped the shoe. I like got back super far and I was like, oh fuck. And then nothing happened. And I'm like, did, did wasp make a nest in my shoe and just like leave it? What the hell? Nope. We like, threw your shoe yeah. at the wasp nest. <laughs> I forgot about that, honestly. Scared the fuck out of me. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Is there a point for wasps? Like, isn't it like a, like a scientifically like proven thing that mosquitoes like have like no like beneficial purposes? Yeah, apparently you could wipe them all out and it wouldn't really cause too much damage to any ecosystems. However, wasps do have, a, they actually do pollinate things. Mm. And they also, they kill a lot of, uh, like, promiscuous uh, insects. I, I think, like... Promiscuous? Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of insects just trying to fuck your shit up. No, You're talking uh, about pervasive? No. Uh, but just, like, a, I don't know, like, they kill spiders and other small, like, creatures that would just overwhelm... Only promiscuous spiders. Yeah, t- spiders that are just trying to get their nuts off the entire time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so apparently there's actually somewhat of a point to them, even though I... I fucking hate wasps. Dude, they're just big, angry bug tanks. I'm, I'm like you. I feel like I'm terrified of wasps. I like anything that flies and stings. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. If it looks and sounds like a wasp, like those dirt daubers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of them, even though dirt daubers are harmless. I don't know what the actual name of a dirt. Actually, is, they'll they'll but, sting you. Uh, oh, they will. Yeah, you have to like really piss them off though. But yeah, no, they can they can sting you. Well, now I'm afraid of those officially. Yeah. Let this be known. Yeah, they're much more temperamental, though. Like, they'll land on you and walk around, and they won't do anything. Where a wasp is like, as soon as I make contact with that motherfucker, I'm stabbing him. Like, that's... I've never been, like, afraid of wasps. Like, anytime, like, one's gotten near me, I just, like, just, like, try and hit it with my hand. No, I... Uh-uh. I, I've always, like, actively avoided trying to get stung by a wasp. Well, I mean, I'm not seeking it out, but... <laughs> of course. It never sends me into a state of panic. Well, I would never hit one with my hand. I would just, like, fucking run away. Yeah, like, if you hit it with your hand, you're asking to get stung. Yeah, because wasps wasps are just angry. Isn't it wasps that when they sting you, they die? No, no that's, that's a bee. bee. Wasps can repeatedly sting you. Oh, well. Um, yeah, I went. <clears throat> I think about seventeen years before I ever got stung by anything. Zach, you can just walk in front of the camera. Zach is crawling under the camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I went seventeen years without getting stung by like anything because I was I, I actively avoided it and uh. The one time I did, it was by a bee, and I, I was really pissed off about it because we were riding, we were riding four wheelers on one of the back roads, um, over there by my by my grandmother's house, and so we're we're. It, was I there? He's crawling again. <laughs> What's up, Zach? Um. No, yeah, you were. Yeah, it was with Spindle, and yeah, so we're we're on the we're on the four wheelers on the back road, and all of a sudden, like, I'm going fast, and something just whacks me in the face, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, oh that yeah. hurt. And then all of a sudden, he just like burned like super bad. And I'm like, what the fuck? So a bee had hit me on the four wheeler and like reactively just stung me right in the temple. And yeah, that hurt like a bitch. I had like a splitting headache for a while because of that. Like it, yeah. And, that was, and it sucks because I couldn't avoid that one. It was just like <laughs> an unfortunate circumstance. A fucking bee was flying at the same time I'm going like 50 miles an hour on a four wheeler. So, yep. Every time I've been stung by, like, a bee or a wasp, like, it doesn't, like, piss me off a whole. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, it kind of hurts. And I just kind of forget about it. I think I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but every time, like, I've been stung, I'm just like, eh, like, that doesn't feel good. Oh, well. That was the only and time I'd ever like, been stung. So, I mean, I guess I don't really have 
too much of a frame of reference. But I also never knew if I was like allergic to him or not, right? Because you know, like Dewey, my next door neighbor, he's like deathly allergic to it's either bees or wasps. I mean, if they sting him, like they need to take him to a hospital. So I'm like, well, I hope that's not me, and I wouldn't know because I've never been stung. My mom had never been stung like in her whole 43 years of life. So I'm like, I don't know if my mom's allergic either. So I mean, shit, one of them just stabbed, like stings me one day and I'm dead on the floor. Well, can't they tell that like whenever you're getting like tests, like whenever you're younger maybe, or like can't you get tested for allergies? You can. Uh, yeah, I think so. But I, know, I don't think but I ever not everybody like does that. that. Yeah. Mm. I feel like you should because that's like something that's like, I mean, if you like just grow up and you've never eating like peanuts before something you just don't know you have like a horrible peanut allergy yeah. and then you just don't have an EpiPen and you're dead yeah that's life that's uh yeah well that's life easily avoidable so i guess i'm just gonna say Test. at this point if you were having a child and you don't want that child to have peanut allergies give your child peanuts during their first years of life don't get them vaccinated yeah no no, no get them vaccinated no don't that's do what, it okay this I don't want this to become an anti-vax podcast. It won't. So but, yeah, disregard have, the anti-vaccination message and that. Do you feel like the anti-like vax like vaccination movement has slowed down a bit? Because I really don't see like as much about it anymore. Like, um, as much hubbub. No, uh, because I remember um, not too long ago I went to uh, just a general practitioner there in Quinlan. And like Quinlan of all places. And so we were just kind of... Uh, the it was, one like right by the emergency... Yeah, the PCA. Room. Yeah. The PCA right there in Quinlan. And so I was I was talking to my, my doctor and it's just kind of like awkward because I had like a wart on my foot. She's like freezing it off. So I just like was bullshitting with her. And I was like, you guys ever have any problems with anti-vaxxers? It's just like a random as fuck question. She's like, oh yeah, all the time. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, it's all these damn millennial parents thinking that they're so hipster now to not get their kids vaccinated. She kind of went on it. She was clearly very angry about it. And yeah, she was just kind of talking to me that apparently there's a lot of parents who are like now, it's like, oh, I read this article. I'm not vaccinating my kids. And yeah. God, it's just the stupidest thing. Yeah. I agree. I can't really even wrap my head around it. There's like no, no justification yeah. for doing it besides just just doing it. Right. Well, we've, um, we've talked about Kyrgyzstan before uh, yeah. when we did the, the science podcast and, you know, super infographic uh type channel on YouTube they explain a lot about how the world works and I remember one of one of the ones that they did was on anti-vaxxers and so um, I, I think one of the arguments that people make a lot for uh, vaccinating your kids is that like oh well you know if I don't vaccinate my kid having them have measles is better than having them have this like crazy autoimmune you know reaction to it or, or what you're having them have autism so then they did by like all the statistical analysis that they had and they're like all right and so basically what it boiled down to is that like, okay, yeah, one in every like fucking several million people might have this adverse reaction to it. Whereas like shit loads of people get the measles and like m more people will die from that because, uh, what is it? I can't remember. It, it, something with like early development in measles, it pretty much, it can cause death in several cases. So it's like you still statistically... More people, your immune system's just not as strong. Yeah, so actually, yeah, that's what it was. It was something about uh, your immune system is, like, compromised because of the measles. So even if it's like, oh, yeah, the measles aren't all that bad, it's not the measles you necessarily have to worry about. It's other diseases that you wouldn't necessarily have to worry about that they would contract because their immune system is compromised because of the measles. Right. So actually what happens is that a lot more kids die because of that, and it's clearly, like, you know, we're talking, what is it? I don't know. Uh, I can't think of the word, but yeah, clearly a lot better 
for you to just have your kids vaccinated and like yeah maybe one ever out of a couple million might have like autism or something really fucking weird but that's a lot better than having like thousands of people die because of some easily avoidable disease i correct me if i'm wrong because it's been a while since i've taken like general science but isn't autism like you can't contract that after you're born like it's a chrome like it's from your chromosomes like it's at like the conception like when you're being yeah like it's you're born with autism yeah uh, you can't, i like, thought it could i thought it could develop like um in early childhood because then they because i thought i could have swore they did like some kind of study about uh kids that they put in rooms that had like absolutely no color and uh, they wouldn't let like parents touch them or like they wouldn't let them have like too much physical contact with other uh like adults and I think like the data showed that those people developed those kids that in those experiments developed autism at a much higher rate than but could it others. be like a different type of aut- like a social autism uh see I don't know that I'm not sure yeah I'm not familiar with it enough to yeah but the tell you one way or the other but like basic like autism if I'm not mistaken is like an extra like certain chromosome correct or like i'm not sure talking about, why don't why what don't you're I... talking about sounds like down syndrome uh trisomy 21 where you have three chromosomes okay. on your 21st pair okay that that could be it then i could all be right. getting too confused good old google r regardless the chances of your child contracting some sort of horrible disease or like any kind of deficiency from getting vaccinations is just completely like it, it's such a high percentage it's like winning the lottery but negative effects obviously yeah losing the lottery but well i mean i'm, I'm, I'm I, talking I know like percentage wise yeah yeah i know what you're yeah, saying not in rewards necessarily uh, whenever i see like a measles outbreak though like that shit scares me like there's not a lot that like freaks me out most stuff i see i'm just like oh i'm like yeah that's shitty or something but when i see like cases of, like measles like breaking out there was a few like pretty close to us like i don't remember if there was one in dallas but there was a few like in like the surrounding like dfw areas and that's... i don't think we can't i mean we can't contract measles but i mean that doesn't mean people around us can't yeah i mean it's just like why would we open back up a disease that we have virtually eradicated I I just don't see where people can get the argument to think it's okay. I just want to take this time to say if you have okay, if you subscribe to anti-vaccination rhetoric and you you are an anti-vaccinator, you need to vaccinate your children because you're putting lives at risk, not only your child. Not only your child's, but those who can't get vaccinated and quite frankly you're being very reckless. Uh, I hope that you're punished by the full extent of the law where applicable. <laughs> oh my God. And I hope you learn your lesson because the data shows that vaccinations are effectively safe. So here's the thing, Michael, those, those people you just talked to right now, don't give a shit. I don't care. Like that's, that's the thing. Like, like they, the people who have half a brain cell know that, okay, you need to vaccinate your children. The people who don't aren't going to listen to like someone being like, Hey, like, do it because they base their opinion off of like one study that this guy did who they have repeatedly proven was false in every me- in every metric but just because of that dumb bullshit was like well no i i heard this and that's I, my I, re- I read something online so it has to be true yeah like i i've always heard this so this is my opinion that's i mean those kind of people 
just can't be reasoned with. You know, that reminds me of something that I saw on Facebook a few months ago. You might remember it. You might not. Okay. I can't remember. Or, I don't know. But um, somebody that's moderately associated with us posted some anti-vaccination celebrity. Like, this person was touting anti-vaxism. Oh. I guess I would call it. Yeah. And then one of our, I guess not our, but one of our friends supported that and eventually said that a active ingredient in vaccination is called thimerosal or, you know, it's got two different accepted pronunciations, but thimerosal is the primary ingredient. <clears throat> it said They said that the thimerosal was not safe. And so I started to look up studies. I started to find peer-reviewed journals. And this person, uh, the anti-vaccinator, was just telling me that I was wrong. And eventually I just said, hey, unless you give me studies and sources that I can actually believe, everything that you tell me is just an opinion. And I'm going to take it as that. And so she event this person eventually uh, gave me some sources. And so I went through these sources, looked at their sources, and the sources that this person used were just cherry picking at just a few sentences in well, every research article that I read. I feel like that's how a lot of people like to do their like their half-assed research is just like they find like they'll just google like why anti-vaxxing is legitimate or something they'll click on like the first article and they just like skim through it like won't even read it and just like send you that like nobody does due diligence like at all anymore yeah yeah i can't stand that shit because like if, if i'm looking for something because i like to be like well informed on my opinion and yeah, so like when I Google something and it looks like it's not coming from a reputable source or I've never heard this before or it's clearly biased one way or like the title is like, oh yeah, God's for anti-vaxxers. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to A, read this or B, like put really any thought into this because this is horseshit. But yeah, a lot of people don't do that. Like you said, they'll just go right in to the first thing that agrees with their opinion. Like, oh, look, I was right. It's like, okay, yeah, well, here's like five other reasons why this guy's wrong, so. Yeah. I feel like it's people they form their own opinion with like little research, little to no research. And then when they do try to find some justification for that research, as soon as like they see, like it could be like an article that uh, just for anti-vaxxing, like it could be like against it or something like as like the whole article, but like the first sentence that they see, it could slightly prove their point in their own mind. And that's like the justification for it. And they just automatically assume that it's okay at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It came like, out kind of... The first thing that validates stumbly. your opinion makes you correct. Right, like people don't go into it saying like, I don't know if it works or not. Let me do some research and read a few articles and then yeah. gather my own opinion. Like they already have their opinion and they're looking to find an article that will validate their own opinion. Yeah. yeah. It's like the complete opposite of how you research things. Exactly. Yeah, my biggest issue with, with that kind of thing is it, a lot of people with their own opinions, they, you, you know, everyone's got an ego, right? Like, who the fuck wants to be wrong about something? No one wants to be wrong. Like, you hope that you are smart. Everyone thinks they're smart. So, like, you hope that your opinion is the thing, is the correct one. And so, yeah, people will just jump on the first thing that they see that 
like you guys said, validates that because, I mean, they don't want to be wrong. And a lot of people aren't willing to admit when they're wrong. So even if they do find an article that is completely conflicting with what they're saying, they'll just disregard it like, ah, oh, a hack wrote this or like, oh, I'm sure there's like five others that say the opposite. Because like, they don't want to be wrong. Whereas like, my thing is, is like, look, I'm not, I'm not going to with certainty really say anything. I'm, I don't take like, I am right about this approach really ever because I'm very, I'm very willing to change my mind about things. And I don't want to go in being like, no, like you're wrong. I'm like, okay, well, I'll fucking, I'll read about it. But a lot of people with their opinion, they take it as like an attack on them. Like, oh, are you saying I'm stupid? Even though they're not like saying that, that's what their actions tell whenever they're giving their opinion. How aggressive they get. Yeah, yeah. responding. It's like, well, I'm right about this. It's like, I'm not fucking, I'm not like arguing with you. I'm just like kind of. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just giving you right an opposing viewpoint an opposing viewpoint or like this thing that i saw that said something different it's like okay well what about that like if if you're right well why did i see this thing or whatnot and then like you talk about it but a lot of people they're like yeah they take that as kind of like an attack and then they get people get heated about it and it turns into this whole debacle rather than just like because it's funny because like sometimes at uh i mean i'm the dude with the phone in my hand like every time somebody's having an argument like one of our friends in the friend groups having an argument and i'm just like pulling it up and i'm reading about it i'm like okay well who like who's right like is is there somebody right in the situation because like I, I i don't care about who's right i care about like what the truth is so i mean if the truth is not my viewpoint then i'm like you know what you're right i'm sorry i was wrong like that's but a lot of people are just hell-bent on their ego trip they don't want to they don't want to admit that i feel like there's yeah. two different like ways you can look at that too because if it's like a pure like opinion thing like it's really open to interpretation like morality like issues or things like that then it's hard to try and sway someone if they're like set in their own ways but well there also is no technical right or wrong on right. those either but with things like anti-vaccine like it's not a morality thing like it's scientifically proven to work yeah. one way and whenever someone just tries to counter what is fact and what isn't that's when I get not pissed off but that's what irks me the most really it's just like like well that's just not true i'm like it is true it is science <laughs> I mean, you just can't argue with like with facts i i hate people that do that it, yeah yeah when it, it grinds my gears when it comes to arguing with people like that i have taken the approach to not even say what i think but to look up peer-reviewed journals am i too close to the mic you're you're good okay Cool. Just making sure. Peer review. Yeah. I've I've taken the approach to look up peer review journals. Thank you. And I use facts from the journals that I find that are all present. Like, I don't use one peer review journal. I used uh, three with the person that I was talking about. There you go, sir. Thank you. No problemo. About the anti-vaccination campaign. And, you know... Of the three, there were some pretty significant lineups, like things that all of them corroborated on. And so I used that. I said, hey, these articles all agree that blah, 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 blah. You know, vaccination is effectively safe. And thimerosal, the active ingredient in vaccinations or vaccines, are, is also effectively safe. And then I used, like, World Health Organization data. Like, I let the facts speak for themselves. I don't... That's the best way to do it. Like, it... When it's something like that and you're dealing with someone that's emotional like about their argument or their opinion, the best thing to do is to not try and counter that with more emotion. Yeah. Right, yeah. Just being factual about it. Yeah, that, no, I agree. That's something that I learned 
a bit in like taking my law classes at school is like and just like once you learn like the intricacies of law and i'm sure it works the same with just about any other kind of field but like watching how people like react like with emotions and like how they think like it works whereas if you know like trying to articulate how i want to say but like if you know the intricacies of like say the law or like science or like the ingredients in the vaccines like once you know like how it works then you see people that emotionally react to it it's really kind of funny to like watch how really kind of stupid people can be whenever they don't think with reason and logic and they just let their emotions run rampant yeah yeah i also want to say that if you can prove to me that vaccinations are in fact dangerous then I'll believe you. Otherwise, right. and th- vaccines are safe. That's a good thing to say, too. I mean, it probably won't happen. I'm sure it won't. But you should always welcome someone to try and change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like one of those things. It's like the opinions that we hold are not... It's not like the end-all, be-all. Like, it will always be this no matter what. This is just how it is. It's like, no, it's... If things can present themselves that can persuade you in the opposite direction with enough evidence or verification, then yeah, of course our opinion's gonna change. Like we're not set in stone, but it's like, if the major consensus is this one thing, then, you know, if it fucking walks like a duck, then it might be a goddamn duck. Like it's not, it's not that complicated, but yeah. But if you can present something to me that shows me that, hey, it might actually be the opposite and I think it's credible, then well, yeah, I'm not gonna be like, well, no, you're wrong. It's like no i'll look into it like that's that's how it works but don't don't take us being like hey i disagree is oh well f- fuck you buddy <laughs> you're a piece of shit i don't like <laughs> i feel like a lot of people are like that though like once they like have their opinions formed like that's it they're like well these are my opinions i guess i'm gonna stick with it for the rest of my life and i'm never gonna change them people are just setting their ways man i feel like I it's it's shitty that way with religion and I don't mean to dog on religion or anything, but if you grow up with one of the religions that's most predominant, you're probably going to turn out that way. Here, here, here's my biggest... I'm sorry, did you have something you want to say? I was going to say, I feel like you can be indro- indoctrinated like with religion, but you can do that with just about like anything else, too. And I think it happens a lot like politically as yeah, well. Yeah. Like I was going to mention politics, but I thought religion would be less igniting. I feel like it might be more. Yeah, it's more igniting for sure. Uh, you think so? Yeah, 100%. That's like the a very sensitive subject for a lot of people. I think religion, politics is relig- more sensitive. Religion and politics are the two things they say not to talk about at dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, we're definitely going to step on some toast here. And, and just by the way, we're not we're not talking shit on anyone who's religious or anything like that. We uh, None of us here at the table are very religious, so we see it from a different viewpoint. But don't ever think that we're fucking attacking you for your beliefs. You can believe whatever the hell you want. I don't care. I just happen to have issues with it myself and i'm about to express that now uh my biggest my biggest issue that i have with people with really any religion um it's not so much like the spiritual aspect of it like the idea that there might be a god or whatever but my biggest issue is uh the dogmatic practices of religion so for instance the thing that a lot of people are taught growing up when they've been brought up in it is that like no matter what is ever presented this is the answer. God is always the answer, and the Bible is always right. And that, that's with any religious text. That's, that's how they bring you up. It's like, no matter what is presented to you, that's not true, this is true. 
that is a huge fundamental flaw in, in logic and reasoning. That's not, and that's something that I think is very detrimental to a lot of people um, intellectually, really, because it, it, it limits you. Because it's like, okay, well, that means if something could legitimately pop up, that's like, hey, this thing in the Bible didn't happen or there is no God or whatever. And that pops up and you're like, there's a lot of proof here. Like, it's almost undeniable. Like, this is the proof. They're always going to say no. Because the way they're brought up is, no matter what, this is right. And I take a lot of issue with that. I'm like, no, you should question things. Like, that's not, that's not how, you, how you function on an intellectual level. You can't just always, without exception, believe one thing. There, there could always be something that pops up to challenge it or to make you think on it. But yeah, so that's, that's my biggest issue I have with it. I'm like, that's just not how the world works. That's just not how opinions and facts work. Like, you, you shouldn't base it like that. You know, this is... Were you going to say anything? Go ahead. Okay. This is same subject, but sort of detracting from the topic at hand. Uh, one of my biggest fears, actually, is that of all the religions that I've decided to not adhere to, one of them is correct, and I'm wrong for not believing in a single one of them. Like, that's something that occurred to me as I was walking in a Walmart parking lot one night. Just a couple of nights ago, actually. You're afraid you were gonna like get stabbed or some shit. Oh no, I just I'm not sure why I was thinking about it. You actually. just saw Walmart and you got like super philosophical. <laughs> Maybe, but you know, let's say I've tried to be as good of a person as I can be, but I don't adhere to any specific religion like I have been. And say I'm like 90 and I end up dying at a ripe old age of 90 years old. Good. I mean, that's that's a pretty yeah. That's 90s, a high life. 90s high up there. Yeah. There was at the point maybe when it's getting shitty. I feel like once you get past like 80, like unless you're in really good health, like it's just getting shittier every month. Yeah, I agree. But go but, ahead. Um, I thought, you know, when it comes to be my time, what if I'm wrong? I mean, there are an umpteen amount of religions and statistically... Any one of them could be correct, but scientifically, none of them are. That's what... Hold on. I feel a burp coming. I'll keep... <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I nice. didn't want to do it mid-sentence. That's what really gets me the most is I don't... Of all the religions there, like, I, I mean, there's probably, like, mainly, like, six or seven, like, big, like, really mainstream religions, but, of course, there's, like, countless other branches and, like, subsections of them. But there's nothing that puts one that's, like, more correct or can be more true than the others besides what you think within that one religion. You know what I mean? Like, I think think I'll have to slightly disagree with you there because I think uh, that Christianity has a lot more, uh, uh, what is it, not context, like, verification at the time like it's it's very well it's like well, okay well documented back in its time i think it's like the one religion that is like the most documented I, I think there's technically more things to prove that jesus christ existed than there was socrates so technically i think of all of them that's the one that has like the most credibility but uh well i would say that that points to credibility to jesus being alive and being a person it doesn't really i'm talking like more on like the grandiose like aspects of it like if yours is the correct one that leads to the afterlife because when typically when you're in any kind of christian environment and you go to church you get told like this is the way if you don't believe in this way then you're gonna go to hell so like 
what if you're a Buddhist and say like, oh, well, there is, I mean, I don't really know much about the Buddhist religion, but they, I know they believe in like reincarnation. They're like, well, there isn't like much of an afterlife. You just come back as like something else. Until I mean, you achieve nirvana. Yeah. Or is that Hinduism? No, that's, that's well, Buddhist. I think, I think it's aspects of both, but Buddhism, um, yeah. Okay. Right. But the, like, it's just like trying to fit like a triangle into like a square hole. Like they just like, don't like coexist in the same like realm of spirituality if you know what i mean like so yeah I just like don't... there are different principles yeah guiding so I, principles I, to each there's just and the way that i see and the way i think about things i can't justifiably say like one is correct one is more correct than the other without some sort of proof yeah and that's really what gets me the most is when people ask me if i'm religious I'm like i don't know i mean and if you can and it goes back to what we talked about earlier like if you can prove to me otherwise then yeah, I'll believe you, but as of right now, it's just... I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm completely open to the idea. Like, the thing is, is I want to be religious. Like, I want to have that one that I'm like, yeah, man, that's the fucking answer. And, like, I, I want to dive into that. But so far, there's been nothing really presented to me that I could, like, you know, wholeheartedly be like, that's the correct answer. And like you were saying with all these other religions, well, yeah, every single person in every major religious culture believes theirs is the one that's correct 100% and then what's what was the thing I was just talking about earlier no matter what's presented to me this one is right and this is the way I believe this is correct uh, people in the Islamic world believe that people in the Christian world believe that people who Hinduism Buddhism everyone within those cultures believe that exact same thing no matter what's presented to me this one that this one's correct so uh, how do you win there? How do you? Someone's wrong. Yeah, someone's wrong. Someone's super maybe fucked. They're all, maybe they're all wrong. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm open to the idea of it. Like I, I don't. I. It, it, it's nice to think about that. There's something beyond this, or there, there's some like grander purpose. And uh, sometimes I can subscribe to that. Like you know, sometimes there's some like crazy shit that happens that you're like, I have no explanation for that. Sure, but like also the way that the world is. I don't think there's like an active guiding hand and like a plan for everything. And I, I, I don't think there can't logistically, it doesn't make any sense for them to be a plan for like absolutely everything. So, uh, yeah, I don't buy into that aspect, but like I could totally buy into like, okay, Hey, maybe these things did happen before in the past, right? Like maybe the, maybe the things in the old Testament did happen, but then God was just like, Hey, I'm, I'm done with this shit. I'm just going to like be a fucking like onlooker now. Like, I can buy into that, sure. Like, I don't see any reason why I couldn't. But I don't buy into each and everything that happens is because God wanted it to. I'm like, okay, well, then there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens that's... That's a good counter-argument, too. And it kind of... I mean, it makes sense, but I know, like, a lot of, like, Christians get offended by that type of thing. But it's like, oh, it's for a reason. Like, babies dying of cancer. Like, what good comes of that? Their their reply- rebuttal to that. Yeah. Go, no, you you go I ahead. Mean, there is a okay. re- like the re- you say your rebuttal. The but. common reply that I see to that is that baby dying will affect somebody else who will carry out God's plan. Yeah, I hear. I was going to say that same thing, but in different. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the main thing I hear is that your life is not always about you, which, um, on a lesser fucked up scale, I can see that you know that's cool it's like okay my purpose in life maybe maybe i don't get everything i want but it was to affect you guys and and to build stronger friendships and to live better lives okay yeah sure that's it's pretty poetic actually i like that but you can die now i i don't i don't think mary beth down the street getting raped and then like having that child i i don't think that's the same thing that's like really 
that's fucked up. Yeah. No, but I, I don't. If, there, there is no. I, I no, don't. No. Yeah, go ahead. What if that child could do something great in life? There's a better way to go about it, man. I know. <laughs> like, I know. But you don't understand the divine plan at hand here. Yeah. See. Yeah. This is. I hate this. Yeah. <sighs> I would say, like, with religion, and every time I talk to someone that's semi-open and they're pretty religious, I try and tell them like. I would say that I'm agnostic. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm really open to anything. But I don't care, like, what it is. Like, that if you're not spiritual at all, but, I mean, if you're a Christian, if you're a Buddhist or Hindu, if that makes you a better person and you try to impact the world in a positive way, like, it doesn't matter, like, what you believe in. As long as it makes you a better person in the long run, then that's mm-hmm. cool with me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. See, like, th- th- that's, that's, the thing. that's how people should think, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and a lot of people, and you know, I mean, even some of our friends who who get so like, you know, so atheist level that it's like, you know, no, it's bad on like every regard. I'm like, no, there's there is a lot of good that comes out of religion. Like the ideals of Christianity are are beautiful. Like you know, treat basically live by the golden rule, treat people the way you would want to be treated, and people go on these amazing mission trips and they do great things for the world. Like, that's awesome. That's beautiful. And that's the way it should be. And it's like, you know what? I might not you know, agree with your, you know, your ideas of where we all came from and shit, but I, can, I get behind exactly what you stand for. That's great. Like, you're, yeah. doing, you're doing great shit. But uh, there's, there's people out there who, you know, take kind of like moral high ground and people who ruin it for the other people. Because, yeah. you, you know, a lot of religion gets a lot of flack for... Uh, you know the dumb bitches that are in it. I mean, really, just the fucking dumbass, the the dumbass people that are in it that uh, try to take the, you know, the high moral standing, and you know they're, they're taking six dicks on Saturday, and then they're like, "But I'm on, I'm on my knees in church on Sunday." It's like, yeah, fuck you, like, or they just well, use it yeah. as like a way to portray themselves to look better amongst their peers. Like they can be the most like fucked up like person, like Monday through Saturday, but. Sunday they go to church and they think like everything's okay like you can believe that but I think that's that's fucked up I feel like and I used to think this too when I was more religious and I stopped going to church and I would this is what I would tell people they'd be like why'd you stop going to church I'd be like well I'm not really like following like a Christian belief like I'm not reading the Bible I don't pray I you know I sin all the time I'm not a good Christian so I'm not gonna pretend like I am one and go to church like I'm gonna take a break like the way I see it if I'm more honest about my religion and the way that I act and betray myself, like if there is a God, like he'd be more accepting and be like, Hey, you know what? Chandler's a real one. Like he knows that he's not doing the way things I wanted to. So he's not telling people that he is. I would tell people whenever I, if I come back around to it, then I'll be religious again and I'll start practicing it. But I'm not going to tell people that I am because it makes me look good. I'm going to be honest about it. Yeah. But right. A lot of people, they just don't have the guts to do that. They just get so stuck in, like, believing that they are, like, a good Christian or a good whatever that they get stuck to that ideal. Yeah, Yeah. and and it's just really sad because it's for the people who are, like, on the fence about it, right? Like, do I want to be religious? They see people like that, and and it it taints the idea of religion because, like, like I said, there's so many good things that come out of it, but because of this minority of people who are just fucking assholes about it, 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 it ruins it and it gives it a really bad name or like people in like Islam, right? Like Islam has so many teachings of like peace and prosperity, but the fucking crazy radicals in it who 
want to behead you if you're fucking gay and stone you to death and just a bunch of crazy shit like that's that's people's perception of islam it's like yeah this is a fucked up oppressive religion and it's like okay well if you take it for the good parts that you're supposed to not really like it, it's good but that's not that's not how it works people take it so serious and they take it as the end-all be-all like you i have to fucking uh abide by every stipulation of this and it says stone you if you're gay so that's what i'm fucking doing and it's just it's horrible and it sucks because it, it really puts a bad name on the people who are doing good in this world see I've got, I, uh, after you man oh you go ahead i got a little story i was gonna tell okay i was just gonna say an observation and that's uh i find the character people say that the caricatures of islam are worse than the caricature caricatures excuse me of christianity it's not that they say it, but they treat it as such. Like, uh... Top you off, sir? Sure. Thank you. My pleasure. But uh, they use the radical extremists of uh, the followers of Islam to essentially denounce... Christ uh, sorry, Islam. While the people who do things in the name of Christianity or... The people who say, good choice, that's a good one. The people who say that old God or Old Testament God was a dick, you know, that, that subject doesn't nearly get spoken about enough as people killing people in the name of Allah. And I mean, I guess for a good reason, people are killing people in the name of Allah, where in the Old Testament people don't really act on that anymore, I think. Well, Unless you see, you're yeah, really orthodox. Well, that, that's the thing, is that we've kind of, we've evolved past that point, right? We had that time where we were doing that shit. You know, the, uh, oh my God, Zach called it the Catholicost. It's the, the Catholicost. The, <laughs> the fucking Spanish, Inqu the Spanish Inquisition, Salem Witch Trials. Um, yeah, we've had, we, medieval times fucking, uh, you know, set a thousand years back. Uh yeah, no, we've had our time. We did that shit way back in the day where if you didn't abide by Old Testament dick God, you were going to die. Like, that's how it was. But eventually we finally got to the point where it's like, okay, now people can, like, practice this and not kill each other. Well, Islam hasn't hasn't gotten to that point yet. And it's fucking, what, it's a thousand, it's like 1,500 years newer than Christianity or something like that. Because Christianity was, you know, beginning, like, what is what is it, like, zero through, like, year 33 or something like that i don't know that was, yeah that sounds right that sounds like the i think life that's of the Jesus. span of christ's life yeah, yeah. Some, well yeah but it's a little off because technically christ was born in like something bc it, it doesn't make any fucking sense but uh yeah so right there at the beginning and then islam didn't develop until about like 600s i think okay so i'm sorry that sounds i think right. uh, okay so i'm sorry not 1500 six so it's 600 years newer well take us back 600 years we were killing each other <laughs> Good observation. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's a newer religion and it hasn't really evolved to the point of like, hey, you can like worship this peacefully with everyone. But we, I mean, we still have our crazy motherfuckers too, though. Like, and yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. Westboro Baptist Church, like fucking assholes. For uh, sure. Protesting like gay military funerals, like basically saying this guy's a piece of shit, shouldn't even be buried because he was gay, yet he served our country and died for it. Like even worse. Sorry for the interruption. Okay. Well, I don't want to say that protesting a gay, a straight man is worse than protesting a gay man, but they were protesting just a soldier who had nothing to do with straight, gay, 
that whole I don't want to call it a debacle, but that whole uh We gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even have a word for it. A man who had nothing to do with the straight or gay thing, Westboro Baptist Church said that these the soldiers that are dying deserve to die because we are condoning homosexuality. Yeah. Whether you're straight, whether you're gay, you deserve to die if you're a soldier because we as a country condone homosexuality. And That's I think that is absolutely fucked. Yeah, no, no, the Westboro Baptist Church are a bunch of fucking assholes, but they're, they're a division of like Calvinism. And so that obviously is like the most extreme I think you can get here in the U.S. because, you know, we don't condone people fucking stoning each other to death. Whereas of course. the most extreme over in those other countries that haven't quite gotten to our point yet are literally murdering each other all the time for dumb shit. So, yeah, um, it's just one of those things. It's like if it, if the religion can get to the point where it is like peaceful, like why can't we all just be Buddhist? Like those, they're not fucking killing each other. They're not starting wars over dumb shit. They're just fucking praying on mountains. That's it. That's all they do. Lighting themselves on fire. They're such good people. Yeah, yeah, that. But th- that's just causing harm to themselves. Okay. What? I, tell me the story on that. I I don't know if he was Buddhist, but I think he they, was. I, I think so too, but like the monk that was like in protest, I I don't know the the context of it. I just Vietnam know the War, I believe, is what it was. And he like was meditating, and he like set himself on fire and just like sat there. Like you've seen the picture. It's the, it's the cover for. Uh, I think it's on the cover of the uh, Rage Against the Machine album. Is it Rage? It look might be. look look up Rage Against the Machine's album cover. Yeah. For uh, killing in the name of. It's a it's a really famous picture. Or you can just look up the, the picture. I can just look up Burn. Isn't it Burning Man? Uh, you look up Burning Man, you're going to get like the fucking hippie festival like pictures. Well, yeah, but there might be. Like, is that what Burning Man is named off of? Uh, no, I don't yeah. think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. What am I looking at here? So Here's the monk. See, like, the monk, like, he set himself on fire. Mm. And, and like, he just kept, he just kept med- meditating. It was to show you that peace prevails, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the context of it, but before we get too far, I wanted to share an interesting yet awkward conversation I had at work the other day. Okay. And my work is a, a faith-based organization. I mean, they don't like parade it much, but I, I would say it's like comparable to Chick-fil-A, I guess, except they're not as like outspoken, but they've got like Bible verses like up in the restaurants and everything, but it's not like a main... Like a, like, like a stable. Yeah, but uh, so I was doing a catering job for a church, and like I was cleaning up, and uh, this guy like came up and asked. He asked John first, like if he went to church, and John's just like, "No, I don't." And he like kind of like was able to like get his way out of the conversation. Then the guy asked me, "Is like, he's like, oh, he's like, what church do you go to?" And I was like, "Oh, it's like, I don't go to church." And like I knew like just like the way like it was going like he was gonna be like oh you need to go to this church why don't you do this like type of thing and i just was trying to like play it off and i lied but i was just trying to make it like the least awkward it could be i was like oh i was like i don't i was like i don't go to church i was like i just kind of uh worship on my own time i was like whenever i can and like straight like i feel like that's like a good way to like kind of just like segue my way out of the conversation he like straight face like talks to me he's like well is that the way that you think it's supposed to be done I'm just like it took like every because like, I'm trying to be like professional too and I didn't want to just like open up the rabbit hole but it took like everything in me to be like 
is there a wrong way? I was like, I mean, and he just like kept going on. He's like, well, you need to come to our church. He's like, I'm going to pray for you. He's like, we, he's like, you can come to my house. We can shoot some guns. We can talk about Jesus for three or four hours. I'm just like, yeah, sounds good, man. I'm just trying to finish my job. But like, uh, yeah. the, like when he responded with that, I was like, dude, I was like, that's the, I was like, how, how quicker do you want someone to like not be religious? Like, I hate that aspect of, I, I'm sure. I don't know if it's present in other religions, but I know it. A large portion of it is in like Christianity, where they try and like force you into it. Like, if you say like, the way like it should go is if someone asks you, "Hey, do you go to church?" No, I don't. Well, hey, I go to so and so church. I think you would really like it. I think it'd be a fun experience. You should try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, for thank, sure. Thanks. You know, maybe I will do that. Okay. Cool. Have a good day. Like that's how it should be. But it ends up being. Oh, well, you need to come this Sunday. I'll, I'll, I'll start getting things ready for you. I'll talk to the pastor. It's like, oh, okay, just hit, pump the brakes. Take it easy. It's like, well, what are you doing Sunday? Do you, do you have anything planned? And, like, keeps going. And it's just like, like why just, don't, yeah, just why don't, stop. Why don't we take this slow? I don't want to wind up pregnant. Yeah. I mean, when he said that to me, I was like, dude, I was like, this is what's, like, you're what's wrong with this religion. Yeah, well, and it's unfortunate because, like, that's part of their the practice, right, is to, is to spread the good word and to indoctrinate people. And it's like... Well, like you said, there's I, a, there's I'm a, sorry, I don't want to interrupt. I don't think their prob or their uh, mission is to indoctrinate people. Okay, well that's that's not the word like, they that's the word I would use. It's not the word they would use. But well, I just want to reflect in a fair manner, and I don't think their mission is to indoctrinate. There, no, it, well, it's to, I, but however, it I is to, it is to persuade. I think, I think it's interpreted that way by some though. Like they, like I feel like as like a rough idea, like you should. Like Trevor said, you should spread the word and you should try to get people to join your religion and you should try and like save as many people as you can. And people see them, they're like, all right, well, this is my duty. Like, I've got to get people to church. Like, but hell, think, or high, hell or high water, like, I'm going to get this person to go to my church. This, this is slightly where I was going with this, but go, go ahead. I think there's a difference between attempting to, attempting to convert someone to your religion and completely indoctrinating them. You're right. That might just be a uh, a wrong adjective I had used. Uh, I mean, we may just be arguing about semantics here. Probably. But I, I mean, yes. I, I do no, think you're right. Indoctr- indoctrinate is probably word. a bit of a extreme. Yeah, it, it's more of an extreme word. That's just me as a skeptic using that more than likely my own bias. But uh, okay, so what was what was the word you just used? Uh, convert. Uh, there, just there we go. Conversion. Convert. That you, you're right. That's more fair. Uh, so yeah, so so a lot of people they'll you, so so I get that it's in the, it's in their practices to try and convert people to their religion, but like you were saying, it's it's a completely different thing from being like I am going to put my dick in your mouth with this shit, <laughs> and you're, you're going you're going to love this as opposed to just like being like you said, hey, you know, I, I go to this church, you seem like a cool dude, I think it'd be cool if you would come sometime. We're talking about this next Sunday, like it's like you you give the invitation and if they want to come. You've done you you've done your godly part, right? You were already the influence that maybe got them there. Yeah, I think that's that's reasonable. Yeah, not the I, other I dude. Ha- I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, me either. Like, I would never tell someone if some dude came up to me, which I have a story for. But if some dude came up to me and was just like, "Hey, man, like, you want to join our church?" Like, I would have no problem being like, "Nah, man, I'm sorry." Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you as someone who's just doing what you think is right to go fuck yourself. Like that that I would never do that. However, if you're the other dude doing that, there's a chance I might tell you to go fuck yourself. Because yeah, if I wasn't in a work environment, I probably would have said a few different choice words. Not like 
very mean, but I would have been a little bit more aggressive to it. But it's just the idea of it. And I feel like a lot of people are like that. Because it's not the, it's the most, just the most recent memory I have of it. But I've encountered that quite a few times where people are just like so hell-bent on getting you to go to church. Like, I feel like you should just know, like, through common sense and logic, like, the best way to, like, try to get someone to, like, do something isn't being super aggressive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't you can't force someone into something they don't, or they don't want to do or they're hesitant about. Like, you have to let them have their own say in it, in a way. Uh, but the story I wanted to tell was, so not all that long ago, I think, like, what was it, back in February, March, somewhere around there, um, I was working out at uh, Planet Fitness up the road, and uh, some dude approached me, and it was, like, shortly after the New Year, so he was like, he was like, it's this really old guy, he's like, oh, you working on your New Year's resolution? There's, like, fucking 30 people in this gym, this guy walks up to me, of all people, and so this was one of the things that let me, like, kind of, like, I indulged him a bit, because I'm like, I want to know what made him pick me out of everyone. Yeah. Um. So... Anyways, he, he just starts going on and on and on. And so, like, eventually my workout, I'm like, well, I guess I'm not working out tonight. Because uh, he, <laughs> he fucking talked to me for, like, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, just about wow. the good word in God. And he was kind of telling his own story. And, like, so I was indul- I was being nice. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And uh, I was listening to everything that he had to say. And then he was like, he was like uh, well, are, are, are you saved? And he basically, like, he tried to save me there in, in the gym. And I'm like, okay, he's going far. He's going real far. He's shooting his shot here, man. He's he's shooting out of his league, but whatever. He's throwing that holy hail Mary. Oh yeah. I, I mean like he was I like that. He was overbearing about it, but he wasn't a dick about it at all. Like he was that, the guy was super nice the entire time and there was never a point when this was happening that I was like you need to get fucked. Like he was he was being super super nice about it. And so like yeah, I indulged him and he was like, "Will you say a prayer with me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Fuck it. I'll say a prayer." or whatnot so i said a prayer with him like right there in the gym i was like i hope everyone's watching this um and you know the guy went on his way and he's like oh what's your name and he like wrote it he had like a fucking book of people he's been doing this to like going around and like saving people right it's it's his secret hit list when he said (laughs) no it's like yeah do you want to come to church oh i don't know about that all right what's your name uh trevor (laughs) king minor he's like yeah listen to your podcast it's a fucking sharp down vote (laughs) <laughs> um dot 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 thumbs down <laughs> um yeah so like then the dude went on his way and it's like you know i thought it was interesting because uh, there's sometimes I, I think people who are at, like in the in the religion really do uh have like an eye for it right because it's like, like I said, of all people in that gym, he could have talked to. He walked up to me, and I'm probably one of, because you know, living in small time Texas, I'm probably one of the only people in that gym who's like, I don't believe in anything really. Yeah. And so he walks up to me, and so I was like, you know what? <laughs> I I'll take this as my own sign. I'll listen to what the man has to say. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like sometimes a lot of these religious people, like they just know. Because I can't tell you how many times I've like gotten that shit from other people. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. It's like, you're kind of on the fence, aren't you? And I'm like, how the fuck do you just know that by looking at me? Like, like what is it? Is it the way I cross my legs? I have no idea. But they know. They can read body language. And they're like, that motherfucker needs God. So, props to them. You're good at your shit. Whenever you reach, like, a certain point in Christianity, they just implant, like, a... Like, like a Terminator a, scanner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, they, they just, like, inject it into, like, your fucking temporal lobe. And they're just like, it's a scanner. Like, they just, like go into like highly dense uh, highly populated areas and they're just like do 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 
This is the one. You His atheism levels are over 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I heard Bible Man started that, like he was the inventor of it. He was, levels? 100%. <laughs> or like over 9,000. Yeah, the, uh, the <laughs> no, the atheism scouter. <laughs> okay, I know Vegeta's the over 9,000 Let's guy. trademark that. It literally, it goes to, yeah, it goes to one over 9,000 Bill Maher. Like, those are the three levels. <laughs> well, this may be a little bit of a uh, left field, but Yo, I don't want to get podcast. hung up on Yo, religion, you know? Hey, this one will probably be called religion because this is taking up a good chunk already. But go yeah. ahead. We're here to Re- talk about whatever the fuck slash vaccination. Yeah. Well, I'd actually like to mention uh, biocentrism now. Okay. And this is something. What a segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is something that one of my coworkers recommended to me. He said he thought it was an interesting video. And so I went ahead and watched it on the way here. And I haven't heard of biocentrism before today. Uh, if you want a more educated opinion than what I have to offer, it's out there. And you will definitely find something better than what I can give you now. But from what I understand, Biocentrism is essentially stating that the universe can't exist without a form of consciousness, that being us. Oh, yes, I've heard of this before. Uh, I didn't know it was called biocentrism, though. Uh, Go ahead, keep going. I'm really interested in this, actually. Okay, Uh, so to give you an example, um, the guy in the video that I saw was probably a PhD, by the way, uh, just to give you a little bit of his credentials. Um, this man compared the classical scientific viewpoint of, that was a nice clink. My coaster's gone forever. <laughs> you want mine? I'm about to oh, no. polish I'm out, off. I'm out of coke. <laughs> oh no. Straight whiskey. I got, I got, I got the podcast oh, is shit. going to ruin. There we go. Uh, In case you didn't see, Chandler is sharing his Coca-Cola with I'll Trevor. cut this. Okay. Refill. Intermission. Intermission. All right. Biocentrism. Biocentrism. So, the classical scientific viewpoint is, without humanity, time, events in the universe, things like that will still go on, even though no consciousness is around to experience it. That's just a common scientific scientific viewpoint. But in the biocentric viewpoint, none of that would happen without somebody there to observe it. And a few things that I thought were interesting are, one, they tried to invoke quantum mechanics, and they, I would say for the most part, they did it correctly, but at one, like on one hand, they mentioned quantum entanglement, and that's when, uh, if I can explain it correctly, two particles have uh, properties that are determined by one another. Like for example, uh, properties of a particle include spin. And if two particles are quantum entangled, then their particle, their uh, properties, excuse me, are going to cancel out and give a net zero of whatever property that is. So spin, you can have a spin up and spin down particle together to produce a net zero spin, you know, after it's all said and done. You lost me a little bit, but okay, keep going. Uh, is there anything I can further elaborate on? Um, I'm just curious to see how this comes back. Keep going. Okay. So, quantum entanglement, right? Uh, just to give you a heads up, 
regardless of what I just said, information cannot travel at the speed of light or can, cannot travel greater than the speed of light. And information is anything. So if you know the spin of a particle, for example, that information cannot travel faster than the speed of light. And this one particular guy who was a, an advocate for biocentrism said that the interpretation of... <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be able to hear that, but we did. So for those who, who didn't hear that, I just <laughs> we hear in the background John going, Uh-oh! Uh-oh! <laughs> I think that might have been Zach. Was it Zach? Know. I think it was Zach. I don't fucking know. Two, it sounded whoever. like whatever. Look, like, they're, it, look, they're dueling shit happens. Oh, yeah. God. So, this proponent of biocentrism, which isn't something that I necessarily disagree with. I just disagree with the way he uh, tried to back it up. Uh, he said that, according to quantum mechanics, two particles a universe apart uh, violate the fact that information can travel at a speed limit which is the speed of light he said that once you know the speed of one or the uh, spin of one particle you know the spin of the other particle and yes that's true but the observer on the other side doesn't know the spin of that particle and to them it's essentially random which is why it doesn't violate anything in physics but I want to know your take. I, I know I sort of detracted here, but... Oh, no, I, I Biocentrism love, I love sounds a lot like, a, like the universe is procedurally generated or is constantly rendering. So there's a... Um, I need more wine for this. There, there's something that I've read into a little bit, and, and, it, go, and it goes into this. And um, it's basically this idea that the only thing that you 100% know exists, like with certainty, is the self. So you, you are the only thing that you know without doubt exists because you experience things. Yeah. So the things around you, like, is this a table or is this just my sensory nerves telling me this is a table? I, I, don't, I don't really fucking know. But I know I exist because I'm here talking and making my own whatever. So I've heard uh, probably one of the most poetic things I ever heard, uh, at least regarding that, was that uh, us as human beings are the universe's way of experiencing itself. That was one of the most poetic things I had heard because it's like we are these living entities in this fucking vastness of chaos and it's like we're experiencing what we are made of, which is the universe. So we are the universe technically because we're made of all the shit that's in the universe. So we're yeah. like its way of experiencing like what it's like to be it. So uh, I thought that was really cool, but um, I haven't read like too too much into it, but I always thought that was that was kind of neat. It's like, yeah, the only thing that like really truly exists, I guess, really to yourself is yourself, because it's like it's the only thing I can know with certainty is here. So the that right there is something that intrigues me, because if you were to subscribe to that theory or that that uh, that belief system, that ideology, then me right now talking to you, I would just be a projection of something inside of your mind or maybe I wouldn't exist but from my point of view I am a sentient being I I do exist and if I also subscribe to that point of view then you could just be a projection of something inside me do right you, you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah so at one point like if we don't 
acknowledge the fact that each of us exists independently of one another, then at one point, at what point does it become a bunch of simulations running one over another? Because Chandler, for you, Trevor and I could be figments of your imagination. If you're the only one who controls your own reality, then we're just observers uh, created by your mind. Yeah. But Trevor, you could have the same point of view. Yeah, no, I mean, it generates a lot of, a lot of problems, obviously. Well, I mean, I mean, just just the whole big thing is like, who are we? Where did we come from? Why are we here? Those are like the three fucking biggest, biggest things. Uh, that there's a bunch of cool theories out there, but none of us really know, like, with certainty, what this all is, right? Why we're here? Why we work so like seamlessly? Or just fucking computers walking around, basically. Uh, there's no concrete answer. So it's like, even if it was like, you know, just in simple terms, like the big bang, right? Well, like what purpose is there? I mean, we don't know what was before that. We don't, I mean, we don't know why did it happen? Like maybe we're asking the wrong questions. I have I have no idea, but there's, there's a whole lot of fucking mystery around just like what we are in general. I think about it all the time. I'm like, you know, what am I? Like, am I just this fucking monkey that got really smart and knew how to talk to other monkeys pretty well? Or am I this, you know, is there a, is there some other kind of like higher purpose? I, I have no fucking clue. I, I think anything's, I, I think the possibilities are like fucking endless. Um, but with, uh, in, in regards to, to the self, right? So I want to tell, I want to tell this, this is the first time I've ever, uh, you know, told the story, I guess, technically publicly, but I want to talk about this fucking crazy trip I had once. Okay. So, um, I won't go into like too, too many details because my brain is still scrambled from everything I fucking saw. So, um, long time ago, well, not, not, what was it? It was only like a year ago. I mean, was it longer than that? No, it was, it was, uh, back like a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. Year and a half. So really, uh, well actually no, not even, it was, uh, like May or June. You're talking about Ken's den, right? Yeah. Ken's den, May or June. So, um, wow. Yeah, so I'm with, I'm with a couple friends, and, uh, you know, I, I had never um, done drugs before. Like, never. So I, this was my first time, I, I tried to smoke weed a couple times, and nothing really, nothing really happened. And so uh, this one day, you know, all, all of our friends were like, all right, no, we're going to make sure you do this shit right. And so, like, they made me take, like, several hits off of this joint. And, um, you know, it started off, pretty cool i would say like i just got like super giggly and i'm just sitting there at the um sitting there at the table and everyone everyone's watching me and i'm just kind of like laughing and uh i literally had had this like thing where um i would like close my eyes and i saw myself like in a chair and i'm just free falling through like clouds like these like endless clouds and it was so fucking cool uh but it turned dark really fast like super fast um so you know, next thing I know, I can't, uh, I can't like talk or function very well. And I'm, I'm like seeing the same shit over and over and over again. I'm getting stuck in this like fucking like wicked ass time loop. So like I'm seeing the same thing happen like a million times. It won't stop. And it's like really, it's like really starting to freak me out. And so I'm, I'm doing this thing. I'm sitting there in the chair and I'm like, uh, I'm literally like rocking like that. I don't know if I was, was I actually rocking like that? Like. I don't remember. Yeah, so I but to me I'm like sitting there like like moving in a circle. Um 
but it was much more exaggerated. And so like every time I would get to the top of this like rocking movement, I would um, come to, I'd be like completely normal. Like it's like intense sobriety. And I'm like, guys, I'm freaking the fuck out. Something's not right. Like I'm like super like paranoid. not even the right. I'm having like a mental breakdown or some shit. And so I would try to express that to everyone in the room. Like I'm not okay. And then like the second, so like I'm going like this, but it's like kind of slow to me. So it's like moving, I'm moving like pretty slow. And so every time I would kind of get a, a little angled off from like that center point, I would forget what I'm doing like entirely. And I'm just like freaking out and like freaking out super anxious. Like I can't stop trembling. And then I would get to the, I would get back to the peak of the circle and I'm like normal again. It was like having a stroke or some shit. I have no idea. It was fucking freaky. But the cool, the, the coolest slash most terrifying part of it was, um, I, I had like an intense mental freak out. Like I lost my shit. I was screaming. I was fucking going nuts. And, um, I, I was just seeing this like loop and something was like dragging me to the center of this loop. And I finally like came to and like, I, I was like sweating and like, it was like the most clear I had ever seen anything in my life. Um, lights were super vibrant and everything. And so I come to and uh, Chandler's on one side of me and Garrett's on the other. And they're trying to calm me down. They're like, hey, but um, my brain processed it in a complete, you need to walk through? Walk through. Oh, no, you're just sitting. Okay. Yeah, so, um, so everything's super vibrant. It's fucking, it's crazy. It's like I'm inside of a, like a really beautiful painting or something. And I, I'm sitting there and Chandler's trying to calm me down. And he's like, dude, you're freaking out. And Garrett's like to the right of me, but they don't look how they normally look. Um, Chandler has like an earring in. He's wearing different clothes. I, I I don't recognize his name as Chandler. It's like something completely different. And I look to Garrett, and Garrett's like, he's dressed completely different. He's he's not wearing the same clothes. He, he's, he's I'm calling him something different too, and they're not calling me my name. They're calling me something else. And I'm like, what is happening? I, I literally, I, I, it, it was like intersecting with another like reality or dimension or something. And basically the conclusion I had come to in that moment was my entire life was just a bad drug trip. And I had just been tripping this entire time. And in this one moment of lucidity, I finally came to, and everything was a lie. Every single, th- it was like living in a, like a very detailed simulation. And I finally came to, and then I died like that. And like right after that, I die and it all restarts and it was fucking nuts. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, I, I was relating that to your, like, uh, we were almost kind of going into simulation theory or, or whatnot, but yeah, that, that was the crazy ex- experience I'd ever had with that. So I'm like, you know, kind of back on the, is there anything before? Is there anything after what, like what's going on? It's like, anything's possible. Like after that crazy shit I saw, like, fuck, maybe there are multiple realities we're all living in. Maybe the uh, Mandela effect is real. I have no fucking clue. My brain was scrambled eggs, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows, man? On the subject of dying while tripping, I've, I've had that experience, but it definitely wasn't nearly as harrowing. Like, Oh, it was utterly terrifying. <laughs> I I wasn't terrified. I was sitting on a couch, Chandler, in your one of your couches, I think. Yeah. And uh there was a song that came on and I always associate the song with death. Even though it's a really happy song, I just I think of dying because of it now. And it's uh 
It is... Is this when you were listening to music or when I was playing music? This is when I was listening to music. Oh, okay. Like, this is when I did my own thing while you guys were watching Big Mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I said something like, you guys were going in one direction and I needed to... We diverted paths. Yeah. And uh, it was... Ah, it was um, Silence, the Elenium Remix by Marshmallow and uh, Khalid. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's the song I died to. So, the only thing I saw in this moment, like when the bass dropped, I saw a light, okay? Imagine like a... Have you seen the... It's, it's a Panic at the Disco song... I'm going to say the crown, I, I haven't the seen crown music video. Okay. So at the beginning, Brandon Yuri is, uh, under a very bright white light, similar to what we've got here. And, uh, he's just on a stretcher or a, uh, operating table and he's panicking, freaking out. Right. So what I saw was my right wrist under those same surgical lights but it was slit and there was blood like a pool of blood and my hand was laying in it i knew it was my hand i knew i was dead and i knew i was attached to that hand and you know i i think you guys were there when i was under the influence i i generally couldn't move and i think i had to relearn how to snap to get you guys attention I vaguely remember that. But when this happened, like I immediately snapped out of it and I had to change the song to prevent myself from dying again cuz I mean that was kind of scary, man. Like I I never been that close to my death. Yeah, dude, uh same thing happened on mine, but mine was with uh heroin needles of all things. I looked at my I was like trying to make sense of what the fuck is happening and I looked down at my arm and in it were just a bunch of like I had a like a heroin arm like a heroin band like tied around my arm tightly and a bunch of needles sticking out and so the, what my mind was trying to tell me was that I had OD'd and that's why I'm seeing all this crazy shit and I'm tripping so hard and like my friends are talking to me but I'm ODing so like there's nothing I can do about it I'm just dying yeah yeah it's fucking nuts it's Dude, crazy it's freaking whack yeah like I I'm never gonna go through anything as terrible as what you went through Hopefully. Like, hopefully. I, I don't, anyone I don't that wish shit. that on my worst enemy. It was, yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time to get over that. I I straight up got PTSD from that whole thing. It was so fucking terrifying. I, uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know why it reacted so bad with me. Um, but I, we, we had done that at like 10. And then I didn't come completely to, like, I'm back... In reality, I can function as a human until like uh, four in the morning. Wow! And um, that was the thing. I was blacking out like left and right. Like I, there's so many gaps in my memory. I don't remember like a lot of the shit that was going on. Uh, but I just remember. I remember when I completely came to. I I had um, I was sitting. I was sitting on the on the chair and like I had my hands on my face, and like I pulled my hands from my face and I'm. I mean, I am just trembling to my core i'm like fucking shaking and i look around and like a couple minutes pass and i'm still like pretty grounded so i know everything's back to normal now and i'm like i, I literally i i like said out loud like verbally i'm like oh my god i'm back and i was just like 
terrified. I was like some dude who just witnessed like 20 murders or something. I looked like, I looked fucking terrified, pale. I'm sure Zach saw, was I not fucking like just out of my mind at that point? breaking the loop did nothing either yeah so yeah so like i said there were these moments i kept coming back to complete mental clarity and then i would just drift off again but i wasn't like completely back like all right i'm not like gonna go back into that forgetting all my shit again until like yeah four in the morning because that's when we had went back into garrett's house to like go to sleep because the next day we went to b-dubs and we were having dinner and i thought you were gonna have like a nervous breakdown in b-dubs yeah okay well no okay so here's the thing with that so i was normal like i wasn't tripping anymore but i was so terrified i literally was like having panic attacks for like a whole week after so that was i was having a panic attack a panic attack at buffalo wild wings of all like we're sitting there and i, I kind of got this fucking spices yeah. too much it sent them on a fucking rampage yeah it was yeah so i'm sitting there and um i had moved in a certain way that reminded me because like i i had lost control of my body when i was like tripping so like i was just like literally moving incoherently like a fucking maniac. It was terrifying. So I moved in a way that was similar and it's like it had triggered a PTSD moment and like all of a sudden I started like breathing heavy. Like I was having a legit panic attack. I went to the bathroom and I like threw water on my face and I'm like fucking staring at myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh my God. Like That's I, the worst place to look yeah. is the mirror. Well, I wasn't, wasn't on drugs anymore, but yeah, so I was fucking... <laughs> no matter what time. Yeah. It was... It was nuts. It took me it took me a long time to get over that shit. So I wanted to talk about the trip that I had on uh psychedelics. Mushrooms. And yeah, I just wanna preface this by saying obey the laws in your state and city. But if you choose not to do that, mushrooms are a good place to start. I do not condone breaking the law. So, with that being said, uh, I just want to go into detail about what I saw that day. And I know for the people listening on this podcast, it may not make a lick of sense, but it was one of the most incredible things that I have ever seen. And just trying to let you know what I experienced that day would be me, bring me great joy because I know I'll be transported back into the moment. So when I started to feel it, like what I remember was my eyes were open. Like I, I don't, I didn't have to blink for quite some time. And while I was looking at your couch, Chandler, I was in my own world, like independent of what my eyes saw. It was as though I was dreaming without having to sleep and I was in like a desert and the sun was nice and orange and the sky was a nice beautiful blue and uh and I just stayed like that for a while and then something by Pink Floyd came on where it almost sounded like uh like the speakers were moving in a circle like it was almost like epic stereo sound and then all of a sudden like I guess I got sucked into that music and all of a sudden the music came back to normal like it sounded like it was supposed to without the spinning 
and I, I could breathe again. I don't know how long I wasn't able to breathe for, but I was able to take a nice breath of air after the music returned. It was whack. And then after I changed the song, when I was talking about the uh, visualizing my wrist being slit, uh, I saw a room, just a white room, sort of like the Death Star, I guess, but it had almost cone-like structures sticking out. This was a circular room, probably an oblate room, with a cylinder in the middle that expanded at both of its ends. <laughs> Excuse me. And there were just spheres floating, and it was pretty whack. And then, during one of the trips, I saw a rectangle like, my field of view was a rectangle. Half of the rectangle was blue, half of it was orange, and I was a dolphin moving through the blue and orange. <laughs> Jesus Damn. Christ. And Damn. when I was in the orange, I was blue. And when I was in the blue, I was orange. And I would change colors as I went through half of this paper. Like, do you see kind of what I'm saying? Like, the bottom half of the paper was blue to represent water. The bottom or the top half of the paper was orange to represent like the sunlight or something. And so I'd cross into the water, I'd become orange. I'd go into the sunlight, I'd become blue. I, I was, was trying a to like picture a dolphin with like Michael's face on it. <laughs> just like photoshopped. <laughs> oh just like photoshopped what a monstrosity. <laughs> yeah. You know, just a little childhood memory probing. When I was younger, I knew a guy named Adrian and he photoshopped my face onto a penguin. How did how did that turn out? I looked like an idiot. <laughs> Needless to say. Nice. He did the same with Chris. Same picture and everything. If I, I... I don't have it, but if I do, you could... I'll send it to you and you can put it as a thumbnail to this video if do, you so desire. Do you remember in uh, Coach Fillinger's class when you, when you wrote that nonsense paper about nuking penguins? Yes, I do. Because busy work is bullshit. Yeah. So fucking Michael, uh, we were in, it, it was in securities and investments <clears throat> and, uh, the dude would leave us, you know, just bullshit work whenever he was gone and he wasn't there. So it, it's like, all right, you need to write so many words about like this video or something or this stock or, or whatever the fuck it was. And so Michael, he, he started it off normal. Like, oh, this stock is like blah, 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 blah. And four sentences in, he was like, yeah, fucking squirrels dying and nuking penguins and blah, blah, blah. Just like utter nonsense. And then ended it like normal. So like the whole middle is literally just nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and he got a hundred on it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I got a perfect score on that paper. Oh my God, that was fucking funny. Speech skill 100 out of 100. <laughs> exactly. Like I was, that was probably one of my favorite things in high school. I love that you like, did that. I take so much pride in that. Like, not anymore, but I did at the time. I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. Thank You're you. Welcome. Now, I wanted to get you guys' take on biocentrism. I know we talked about it already, but Hang I want to know... Okay. I want to go into this, and I told myself I probably wouldn't, but while we were on the subject, I want to talk about one of my experiences. Oh, dude. Oh, fuck Lay yeah. it on me. Let's go. So, same preface preface as michael's excuse me <coughs> you, obey the law 
But, and I'll give a more shortened version of this, but, uh, so I was on my high and it was just, everything was, you know, hunky dory, funny and, you know, just giggling at everything. And I decided to try and go to bed and I'm laying down in my bed and I was like, I'm just going to turn on some music and just try and like go to sleep. I was high. I wasn't going to sleep. There's not a fucking ghost chance. And I'm just sitting there like trying to go to sleep. And I remember like at some point I like fell asleep, but I didn't really fall asleep because my mind was still like active. But I woke up, I, I guess if I could wake up and I was trying to like turn my music off so I could go to sleep because I thought it was like keeping me up. And I couldn't reach for my phone. Like, I couldn't move. And I was like, at this moment, like, I didn't realize all of this until much later. But in the moment, I didn't know what was going on. I was in sleep paralysis. And I just couldn't move at all. And so I'm just, like, sitting there, like, in my bed. And the way my bed is set up, like, it faces, like, a closet that, like, opens up with, like, the like the folding doors kind of thing. And it was always just kept open. And I'm just sitting there. And I see, like, this, like, iron-like type throne. And there's just, like, this black figure, like, sitting on it. And it's just, like, watching me sleep. And it gets, like, progressively, like, closer to me. It's, like, walking up, like, towards my bed. And it's, like, this demonic-looking figure. And it just keeps getting closer and closer to me. And at this point, I'm, like, floating above myself. Like, I'm looking at myself, like, laying in the bed while this, like, apparition is getting closer to me. And it gets, like, close to my face. And I'm just sitting there, like, watching it happen. And, like, I can't move, like, at all. Like, I'm just sitting there, like, forced to, like, let this thing come closer to me. And then one of my roommates at the time just, like, opens up my door. And, like, once that light comes in, it just, like, snapped me out of it. And I, like, come to. And I'm just like, He's like, hey, were you asleep? I was like, I don't know. And I'm, like, soaking wet with sweat. I'm like breathing super heavy he's like are you okay i was like i don't know and i remember distinctly like it was probably like three or like four in the morning i just like turn on my playstation i see like some of us are like playing call of duty and i was freaked out because i didn't know what the fuck happened and i just like joined the party that i'm like hey i'm not gonna play but i just want to sit here and like listen to y'all talk so i know like everything's okay like i'm kind of freaking out a bit and and like that day like it felt scary but it really wasn't until like a year later and i was just like driving home from work and I was thinking about it. And it's like one of the most like profound experiences I've had in my life. And the way that I can interpret what happened is at that point in my life, I was really depressed and I was going through a lot of shit. And I was just like a really like kind of angry and just like really cynical. And I just like hated the world and like everything in it. And it was just like weighing me down. And whenever I was thinking about this in retrospect, what had happened is I'd pushed like all these like dark like thoughts like to the back of my head because I don't want to deal with it like how sad and like depressed I was and how much I hated everything and then whenever I was high I my subconscious forced myself to confront these things and while I was in like this psycho psychotic psychosis like state like those kind of like thoughts and all the negative emotions I was feeling manifested into like a physical form and it was my subconscious like confronting like all of my demons like literally 
took like this physical form that I was seeing and it was myself confronting like all my demons and everything that I had attached myself with and then it was like forcing me to like look at it and while I think that it was supposed to be like who I wanted to be laying in the bed and all my negative emotions like staring at myself and it was just the yin and the yang like two separate pieces of who I was and I was watching how I could you know deal with both sides and then whenever like I came to it just like snapped and it just like went away like all these like dark and like angry thoughts I had and like from that day on like I was always just like a more like kind of just calm like mellow person and you know it wasn't like a cure all like I wasn't like oh yeah I'm fucking better now but it just like opened up like my eyes to like how to think about like what was going on in my head and like things I didn't want to deal with and it was like crazy because I was just driving home from work and I was just like thinking about it and I was just like holy shit I was like this makes fucking perfect sense yeah and it's like the most profound like experience I've had in my life like to date like it it's crazy I think it's crazy how like it can do that for some people but it's illegal yeah. yeah, dude, that, that's fucking. Nuts. I I never heard that story like uh, in full. I I'd always know some of the small details. That's fucking, that's really cool. And I I remember after you'd had it, you would told me, um, you know, a little bit about what you would learn from it. And then I remember after I had my whole fucking like nightmare trip, you were like, you'll learn something from it eventually. And it took it took a long time for me to process everything that had happened. But then I I started to get it right. So like I kind of have I I'm actually able to draw a conclusion from it now that when it happened it just seemed like utter nonsense but what i think i drew from mine was uh so you know like i said i just kept getting stuck in these loops like these endless repeating loops for like years they like wouldn't stop and so at that point in time i was in like i was at this point in life i was going through an existential crisis because i had relatively recently i would say within that last like six months like given up the idea of uh, like truly religion. Like before, I I would still claim myself. I I thought I was like a deist at the time, uh. But at that point, I had pretty much like revoked all of it and had like considered myself agnostic. Uh, and so like basically for the first time in my life, I was questioning like what is my purpose. I I had never done that before until like that point. Um. Also, I was kind of living like I couldn't find a job because I I was like fresh out of college and I was applying to all these places, but um. I wasn't really branching out of my comfort zone like all that much, I would say, because, you know, I mean, you know, we grew up in a small town and it, it's easy to get content and comfortable with just like that small town living idea, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to fucking live in the city or whatever bullshit justification I gave myself. And um, so after the after the trip and just like the, the process of all the loops and the, um, you know, I'm doomed to repeat this for the rest of my life kind of thing. And how I just thought everything was like meaningless. Um, I kind of came to the conclusion that what was happening was is that like I didn't know where I was going in my life, and it was the idea of I am stuck within my comfort zone or these fucking barriers that I have put around myself that I'm not even aware of. And if I don't do something to break out of these barriers, um, I will be doomed to repeat this. Nothing's going to change because I'm not doing anything different. I'm going to be stuck in this loop of just feeling like I'm useless, like like being a waste of space, not doing anything. And so shortly after that trip, um, you know, for the first time in my life, I became afraid of death. 
like before I never was. So it, it was like before I was living my life like, oh, I got time to figure this out. And then now, then after that, I was living my life like, no, this, this what I'm doing right now matters. I, I need to do something about it. And then so like immediately after, like I had never really, I had never driven more than like six hours. And I was like, told my sister, I was like, I'll drive you to Atlanta. Like, let's, let's fucking go. Let's go to, to Atlanta. I'll take you there for your basketball tournament. And so like, I went all the way to Atlanta and this never driven in a big city before in my life. And I'm driving like downtown Atlanta. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll do it. And then, um, came back and I was like, you know, the whole shit with, um, I'm not going to say her name, but you know, New Mexico girl, I was like, you know, this whole big, what if kind of, uh, yeah, this big whole, what if with this girl, could we work? Could we not? I'm like, fuck it. I'm going there. I'm going to find out like no more pussyfooting around this shit. Like I'm going so I left and I went and then like I came back and I like I'd already kind of found myself a little bit but I found myself even more after that and so then I come back and I'm like you know what I'm, I'm being a bitch about all of this I'm stuck inside my comfort zone I'm gonna start applying for jobs for like in downtown Dallas let's fucking see what happens and then like shortly after I found a job and I'm like you know what and, and it took me a long time to realize that maybe that's what I was drawing from the trip but now I'm like yeah, that's definitely what I got from it. I was stuck in this rut. I couldn't get out of it. And my brain was telling me, like, you're never going to get out of it if you don't do anything different. And I finally branched out. And it's like, here we are living in an apartment with the boys and starting a podcast and doing you, shit. Man. I and told it, you something good would come and it took a And it took a long time to find the good in it. But here it is. Fucking, you know what? We haven't made it, but we're doing good. We're doing a lot better. All right. That's good to hear. There I didn't know go. you felt that way about it. Yeah. Like I, I said, it took a lot of soul searching to kind of draw the conclusion from it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is now that it's been a while. So yeah, like with mine, like it wasn't something that I was like, that was really bugging me. Like I would just be like, Oh yeah, man, that was crazy. Like I saw some weird shit. I was like, I don't know what it was, but whenever I internalized what it was, I was like, Holy shit, dude, the brain is fucking crazy. Like how it, yeah works and like whenever you're not in control oh my god i was just dumbfounded with like it's like it's hard to put a word to it but it was just like kind of beautiful i was just like holy shit dude i was like some i was like things make sense i was like like the most like irrational things like make sense yeah just funny man it, like a lot of that shit kind of puts stuff in perspective I don't know, man. You know, life is short. Fucking, you know, live the way you want to live. Like, just whatever it is you want to do, do it. Like, except heroin. Or you shouldn't do meth. heroin. Don't do those. Do shrimps though. Shrimps are cool. <laughs> if it's legal in your state. Yeah, Colorado. Try Denver. It's not legal there. It's just heavily decriminalized. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Because that, that was the biggest difference. so And it's so funny because, you know, a lot of people have, like, those profound moments on uh, shrooms, right? I got mine from weed. Didn't make any fucking sense. And mine on shrooms was just, like, completely euphoric. It was like, uh, I remember we were, we were, in, we were cabining in Oklahoma. And I, it, that, was the, that was the first, like, anything I had, like, really done. I, I mean, I, had, I didn't start drinking until I was... Uh, nearly 21 and then I was like yeah fuck it I'll try shrooms just like okay why not and uh, yeah just I, m I remember John and I laid out on the deck of this cabin we had rented and we were just looking up at the stars and the stars were like kaleidoscoping 
And it was just this overwhelming sense of euphoria. And, you know, at the time, I I wasn't, like, too terrified of death. But you know, who the fuck wants to die, right? But I remember in that moment just looking up, like, at everything. And I wasn't, like, I wouldn't say I was, like, tripping. It was, like, pretty normal. But, like, things just looked a lot more vibrant. And I felt a lot, like, at peace. And I, I was, like, looking up. And I'm, like, you know what? If I died right now, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that bad. Like this would be a cool end. And I'm like, I never had that thought before in my life. I'm like, fuck death. I don't want to die. Like I've said the like, exact same thing before too. The first time, like I was just like sitting on the couch watching Alice in Wonderland with some of my friends. And I was just, like, I could die right now and be like 100% content with everything. That's like how yeah. at peace I felt. Yeah. I've only ever had two moments in my life where I've done that. And so one was, one was that, you know, under the influence of shrimps. The other was just, I was just drunk but I won't, I, I won't, <laughs> I was just hammered. I was so fuck. I was so drunk. Uh, I might've told this story on a podcast before, actually. I don't know if I did or not. I'm drunk on every podcast. So, um, so I, we had gotten, we, we had rented out a, I don't even want to know if I, no, I don't want to tell that. Uh, it would give too much context. I, it was a really good night. Let's just say that. And so okay. we were watching, we were watching this game and I remember the end of the night, like these fucking fireworks were just going off. And um, it was just, I, I just remember looking up and, uh, cause I, I've been talking to like everyone the whole time and I was just having like a really good time. And I remember uh, the, the, the fireworks just going off in the night and everyone's just, like super happy. And I'm just like looking up at them like, you know what? I could probably die right now. Like I think, I think it's like, you know, those fireworks went off and then everything went to black, like just faded out. No parole. I would be, (laughs) I would, yeah. Like, you know, if I'm looking on the other side afterward, I'd be like, you know what? That was a cool ending. So that, and then laying on the deck in Oklahoma, there's only two times I've been like, you know what? That ain't so bad. Any other time I think about it, you know, at my desk job, I'm like, please God, don't don't let me die here. (laughs) There's gotta be something more. Yeah, the only thing that keeps me afraid of death. Sorry, the only thing that keeps me afraid of death is the thing that keeps everybody afraid of death. Not really knowing what's after this. I mean, some people have confidence that they know what's coming. I don't. I have no confidence whatsoever. Like yeah, as our conversation earlier probably gave way. I think anything could be likely. And I don't want to loop back into a discussion about religion. Uh, I'm just making comments about life after death and if it exists. I wanted to talk about this earlier, so go right ahead. Okay. So, like I said before, uh, statistically, like disregarding all scientific possibilities, whether whether something is scientifically possible or not, statistically, there is something after death. Like, the alternatives are endless. You've got multiple religions, multiple interpretations of each religion. Uh, You've got not even like major religions that still have a some sort of life after death. And then you've got atheism slash agnosticism. That's got nothing. Statistically, out of everything that there is, theism is favored as an outcome as opposed to atheism. And that kind of scares me. Just based on statistics, I feel like 
if there's a hell in any religion, that's where I'll be. I'll be in the hell equivalent of whatever religion is correct. If that's correct. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole, you know, um, I don't want to go into it too much in the last one, but that's the whole like Pascal's wager thing. Right. So it's like, you know what? You, you guys could be right about your whole being nothing bullshit, but, uh, what if we're right? You have everything to lose. And it's like, well, you know what? Technically that's okay. Logistically, I guess that kind of makes sense in, in some regard. It's like, well, yeah, you're right. Like if, uh, on the off chance that I'm wrong, I am burning for eternity. So you're right. I guess I technically have a whole lot more to lose, but I don't know. What do y'all, what do y'all think about that? Cause, cause that argument can be kind of like deconstructed pretty easily, but well, at the same time, they kind of have a point, I guess. Right. I never liked Pascal's wager because if you're in my position where no matter how hard I try, I couldn't force myself to believe in Christianity. Like, even if I tried to adhere to it, I would still burn in hell because I couldn't give God like a full 100% conviction that I believed in him and therefore I'd be cast into the lake of fire. You know, I think uh, I think a Bible verse says, it might be John 3.16, but don't, please don't quote me. We're going to go ahead and say no. Just go ahead. Okay, it says, uh, For God so loved the world that whoever believed in him will not die but will have eternal life and then somewhere later in the bible uh, it says sin and sin is death and sinners will die in a lake of fire you will go to hell as a sinner huh and so if you extrapolate from one to the other if you don't believe in god you go into hell you'll be burning in a lake of fire for all eternity it's quite terrifying maybe or or I like ores. Just give me something that isn't this. What do you remember before you were born? There we go. No, I can't even say nothing. Uh, I don't. Because nothing implies there's a thing to go to. Yeah. So when you die, I feel like the most logical thing is you go back to that state of nothing. That would be nice. Because there is no, you don't have a consciousness because you have yet to be created. You don't exist. And then when you die, you cease existing. So, from what I see, logically, the next thing, you would just go back to that state. But religion adds to the point where your consciousness could go to the next thing. And I'd like to believe that there's something else better than just this. Because if so... It's kind of shitty, honestly. Yeah. But I, I'm just, I'm, the proof is in the pudding, all right? And I need to see the pudding. You need to die. Yeah. It, it, it's unfortunate because, yeah, I think of all of them, most likely that's what he just said is the case. I really don't want to believe that because that fucking sucks. At the same time, it doesn't, you, you, though. You know what's the worst thing about that, though? You can't even be pissed off about it when you die. Well, right, because you don't know. Like, there's you no, won't you, be. Yeah, you can't. You be. can't be mad about it because you're not going to exist at all. Yeah. Well, it's only terrifying because you can't wrap your head around it. That that that's why it's terrifying. Like when you go to sleep every night, you're not terrified of sleep. You wake up and you're like, God damn, that was great. It's from great fucking sleep I had last night. I didn't even dream. Sleeping is just practice. Death changed my mind. I I've seen that before. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I have. Um, but do you dream? 
No, but I don't Maybe remember my dream dreams. Maybe you the afterlife. And uh, just a constant dream state. Yeah, I was going to ask y'all's opinions on like what happens after, but I guess that pretty much sums it up. I mean, I think we all kind of believe the same thing. I I don't know. I I really I envy uh, religious people sometimes, like a lot. And I say I say this a lot. I I wish I had the conviction of like, hey, when I die, like I'm going to like one or the other, or you know, like they have a certain answer, right? Yeah. Um, because the way I live my life is that nothing really matters. Um, you know, ninety percent of the time I take that as like nothing really matters, so I need to make sure that you know I do what I think matters to me because that's the only thing that matters truly. Uh, but you know, there, there, there are those days where I'm like, man, what's the fucking point? I'm just going to go to sleep and not wake up. So why do anything? Like, I'm not going to act like I don't feel like that sometimes, like just straight nihilistic about it. But I don't know. It's, I, I really do envy religious because they, they don't ever have to worry about like death or if they're like truly living fulfilled lives because it's like, oh, when I die, I'm just going to heaven. So like, eh. Yeah. Like, I envy that. I, I remember when I used to think like that. Like, it was very, um, it, it was like an ignorance is bliss type situation. Because it's like, I never had to burden my, like I said, I never really worried about, I didn't care if I died until I was like 20. Because I was always like, oh, I'll probably go to heaven. I'm a good person. I'll probably go to heaven, right? And then like, all of a sudden I'm like 20 and I don't really believe in any of that anymore. And I'm like, man, I, I don't want there to be nothing. That sucks. <laughs> so. You know, that, uh. What are we in? Okay, so almost a month ago now, like I, I visited a grave, and you know I sort of believe that there isn't really anything after death. Like I think we're just there. And so when I went to the gravesite, I thought, you know, I actually talked, and I probably for a solid hour actually, if there was anybody there. I talked to them and I had hope upon hope just in this instant that there was something after life. And it was, it was kind of powerful. Can you say on the podcast whose grave you went to? Your mom's. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I, I wondered if that was the case. You know, I do that sometimes too. Um, I don't really like, I don't like going to grave sites because it's not like it bothers me. I can go to a grave site and sometimes I do just out of like, you know, closure type situations, but it's like, I don't really see a whole lot of point to it mm-hmm. because I view it one of two ways. If there's nothing after she can't hear me. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. If there is something after she's definitely not there. Cause she's literally in a whole other area. So she, she won't hear me. So it's like, no matter what, it doesn't matter. But I don't know. It's more for the person, though. I guess like, as it, yeah, yeah, maybe it's like a sign of respect or. Well, I'd, I'd say like it's just like, it's the ceremonial thing of it. Like you, usually like when someone like goes to, like talk to someone like, or they go to like talk to like, whoever like at the graveside like it's usually. It's not for them, but they need to do it. Like, they need to go, like, if it's, like, their wife or something or, like, their mom, like, they want to go and talk to her because it's going to make them feel better. Like, they're not, like, just going and be like, hey, mom, I, uh, you know, 
got my laundry done today, uh, cleaned the house or something. Like they, they're usually going there because they need to like tell them something, but it'd be, it's like, it's more for the self than it is. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see what for you're sure. Saying. Uh, yeah, but I guess I've just never really been to that point where I'm like, man, I, I need to go out there. Like, I could probably never go out there again and be, like, fine with it. Yeah, no, that sucks. Yeah, I just... There is a deep hope inside of me that... You know, your mom included, that some people are just sitting there watching over us as improbable and, and as against everything that I believe in that might be like I just I have this hope she's just out there yeah no I mean I, I have a lot of hope you well, know I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah I'm not saying you don't but yeah it's just, no, no you well know. you know in general like um not even relating to my mom just in just you know I hope there's something more like like yeah I, I want to believe that all of this is is for something right yeah uh you know it, it's not just like because we live our lives in such shrouded mystery of what the fuck are we even doing here it's like hopefully at the end we get it like in some regard it's like uh and you know uh what was it, it was from fucking big mouth right like the the ghost is like floating around in the room and he's like yeah you know you stumble through life and like you're like what the fuck am i doing and then right there at the end you're like i get it and then you die and it's like uh Fucked. yeah it's like you know and I think I think probably for a lot of people that's what happens. Like as you're sitting there on your deathbed, you're like, I finally understood what this was all about. Right there at the end, like you finally understand like how you were supposed to live your life, or maybe like what is the true purpose of your life, and you get it right there. Is like you have no more time left. You're like motherfucker, like why couldn't I understand that like a long time ago? I feel like that happens a lot. Uh, I don't know. Let's hope I get it before I'm eighty. Yeah. Or, like, in a horrific car accident or some shit. Yeah, that's, like, that's actually what I thought. Like, you said, hope I get it before I'm 80. And immediately I thought, am I going to live to 80? I'll probably die in a car crash. And then you said, I'll probably die in a horrific car crash. And I thought, <laughs> get bro. Out of my head. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're nearing on Mark. So why don't we end this on, like, a funny story or something? Um, yeah, I was thinking that, too. I was like, we're probably going to get close to cutting it, and this is going to be the most depressing ending yeah. I just start, I just start <laughs> sobbing. I'm like, oh, my God. So uh, final story. Let's tell the story on the fucking wine bottle. Uh, how do we want to – do you, you want – I don't know. We were talking about it earlier. One of you guys should do it because it's not my wine bottle. It's not my story. Oh, well, it was funnier when we first brought it up. Nothing's funny now. Yeah, <laughs> we, no, went, we, we, we fucked this we went, up. We went too philosophical and deep. Yeah, anyone got any anything funny we can bring up? I could tell you about... Uh, my life. <laughs> my life is a joke. joke. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, a couple of weeks back, I went to Best Buy to grab some speakers uh, for my car with Chris. Chris actually paid for them. Uh, I was scheduled what a to swell do... fella. Yeah, I know. He's a, he's a fantastic brother. I hate Chris. Yeah, all I right. love Chris. Yeah, I get both reactions. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's a laugh. So we went to uh, B-Dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings. I'd never been. And uh, so I order my wings, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, my appointment's in get? 10 minutes. Um, I got the spicy buffalo because I was told it had some garlic in it. And then I also got the uh, 
mango habanero. Ooh. The Ooh. second from the top. Good choice. And then Chris got the top, like the buffalo, the the wild, blazing. the blazing. That's what it is. And I tell you, I like I I just I tried his wings and I was like, holy shit! Like I can't do this. So I had one of them, and then all the wings that of mine that touched the test wings, I just I'd never touched. <laughs> oh my god! But the thing is, like, we went to B Dubs. But the thing that I thought was sort of funny was that uh, we sat down and shit, and then I had to go to my car appointment. I had to put my car to get the speakers installed. Yeah, to get the speakers installed. So one o'clock, I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Hey guys, where's the guy who's supposed to be installing my speakers?" Well, the guy got trapped in an elevator. Like at his apartment, <laughs> and so I was waiting on him. And so while I was doing that, Chris was at B Dubs, and our server was like, "Ah, oh, did did that guy ditch you?" And Chris was like, "Nah, he's just getting speakers." And the waiter was like, "Okay, <laughs> I smell bullshit." And so I came back, and the waiter looks at me, and he's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm back." He's like, "Okay." And so we end up eating our wings, burning our mouths. Did you get your speakers? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. They are marvelous. If I have to plug anything, I will recommend Kenwood speakers. <laughs> mine. For sure. Mine blow out all the time. Yours? You yeah. You have Kenwood's? Yes. I do. Well, okay. Subwoofers. But mm. yeah. Yeah. They. I've literally had like three sets that have blown out, like respectively. I need to stop buying them. <laughs> don't, don't get subwoofers. <laughs> but they're speakers choice yeah apparently the speakers um yeah uh i'm gonna tell the wine bottle story so okay cool cool <laughs> we have this fucking wine bottle on the on the wall hold on i'm gonna grab it yeah it, it's like a it's it's a shitty cheap wine from like walmart or target or something i can't remember uh yeah it's like just a josh bot i don't i've never had it uh so i <laughs> I, I went on a date like a lo- like a while back, probably about a year or so ago, and uh, the chick was like, "Hey, you know, I like red wine." I'm like, "All right, cool. I guess I'll pick up some wine." I don't. <laughs> I don't know. So I pick up that fucking bottle, and uh, that was supposed to be kind of like ending of the night type type deal. And so, um, you know, end of the night comes, and she's like, "Hey, I'm bailing," and I'm like, "That's awesome, great." Ooh. And so I'm like, what am I going to do with this wine bottle now? <laughs> so I'm like, do I drink it? I'm like, well, I don't know if we're going to go on another date or something. Maybe she wasn't like fucking around. No, she was fucking around. Um, and so I'm like, okay, Ooh. whatever. I'll just, I'll, uh, I'll keep the wine bottle and like, we'll see what happens with that. So we move into our apartment complex like months later and I'm like, and so I, I put it up there and then eventually it became, it became like a running joke in the apartment where uh, it was like, all right, well, this was meant for me to, you know, get laid on, and that didn't happen. So now, uh, first person to bring a chick to the apartment and get laid gets the wine bottle. It has dust on it now. <laughs> How long has it been? <laughs> it's enough for dust to collect. Like, I'm surprised. Like, the three of you guys combined could probably pull. I choose. <laughs> I choose not to poll because most women my age are dumb little B words. Pardon my French. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really 
I'm not going to make about, make excuses for myself. I'm about ready to just score a dirt leg so I can drink the wine and have the crown. Jesus. Yeah, so we, uh, it's been sitting there. I noticed it had dust today, and I got a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, we can go. We can go knock some boots, you and me, in my bedroom. We can finish off that baby if you want. All right, guys, this has been the Modern Goonies Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor King Miner. This is Michael. This is my good friend Chandler, and we're going to finish this wine. So you know what? Tune in for the next episode, which is whenever. Fuck off. Let's go. Ask about the wine. Uh, Don't ask about the wine. Goodbye.